the ECWM podcast has been brought to you by Benelli. Dominate the skies. Kent Cartridge Canada. High quality, high performance shotgun shells for waterfowl, turkey, upland, sporting clays, and more. Sitka. Turning clothing into gear. Maritime dog training. Because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. (laughs) (laughs) Offering obedience training of all levels, service dog and retriever training in person or online. L&M Trailers. Offering trailer rentals and sales in Woodstock, New Brunswick. Big Al Decoys, high-quality silhouettes and accessories for waterfowl, turkey, and sandhill cranes. East Coast Calls, offering high-quality duck, goose, and turkey calls built right here in the Maritimes. Alright, welcome to Episode 7 of the ECWM Podcast. Today we are doing a... Sitka special with our special guest <laughs> Dave Bishop. Welcome. How you doing, boys? We're doing well. Doing well. Doing, doing good. Well, definitely. Thanks Epis- for having. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for coming on. We always really appreciate when uh, we know how busy you are and and how people how busy people in this industry are, and uh, we're just really happy to have you on here. And always kind of feel yeah. blessed when people want to come on here. <laughs> talk to us so now that we've got uh seven episodes i suppose that uh we're a pretty big deal that's now, about really, one for know. every listener we got <laughs> yeah really <laughs> or or roundabout there actually we got we're getting up there now i think we've got 26 27 subscribers and we're creeping up on over a thousand downloads here now it's actually quite quite funny i mean i know when when you reached out before about listening to it dave uh there's quite a few people that that may may or may not subscribe or or uh, download them, but man, I've had a pile of messages from yeah. people that just absolutely love listening to these podcasts. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So. I I was driving down the road and had I stopped at the rest stop and 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 checked my I don't know Facebook or or Instagram and saw that you guys had one like you posted and i flipped it on and yeah, i thoroughly enjoyed myself <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's what that's what we like to hear yeah now yeah, we're just sure. a bunch of hillbillies shooting the shit yeah it's just something it's just something to do in the in the off season to kind of keep things rolling and, and uh people have really enjoyed it and we really enjoy it too so well and we're covering the east coast kind of deal like yeah, yeah you listen to other absolutely. podcasts from the states or western canada and they're it's different out there compared to here it's, hard to relate to it's hard to relate to and here we're it's a whole different area and i mean we can really connect with yeah, people from the east coast kind of deal yeah a little bit better nope. than western hunting Let's just yeah, be honest. Sure. People from the east can understand our lingo a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, true. They can that. understand <laughs> our our accents, maybe or, my, or mine. You've definitely got an accent. You're definitely a Carlton County hillbilly. Yeah, no question. So, <laughs> anyways, getting into it, Dave. Can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself, or tell us a lot about yourself? Give give us kind of your story, your background about how uh, maybe where you grew up, how you got into. Uh, the outdoor industry hunting fishing all that and let's uh sure let's well i'll try to be as brief as possible but it may take a little while that's um, good 
my, um, my dad's an American. My mom's a, is a French Canadian here from the Gaspé Peninsula. I'm, I'm speaking to you right now from the banks of the Grand Cascopedia River, which is a super famous uh, Atlantic salmon river that I, I still do some guiding on and, and was an outfitter here for like 20 years. But uh, my story started in the States. You know, I was born in, in Connecticut. Um, and every single summer of my life since I was born, I'd be coming back up to the gas bay for two or three months. Uh, you know, in June, when, when, when the, the school year would be out, uh, I'd come and stay till, you know, end of August. And that was kind of the deal between my mom and dad. And then my, you know, my folks split up when I was around 10 or 11 and, uh, I just kept on coming back and coming back, went to school in, in uh, New Hampshire got a degree in biology and outdoor uh, recreation. Um, and that was at Plymouth State College. And that was, I fuck, I was like 18 when I left this, you know, Connecticut. I was like, I'm, I'm done. And I actually got into the ski industry. I was kind of like a, for a little while there, uh, from like 19 to about 25, was doing uh, the World Cup uh, boot fitting. Um, I was uh, not competing. Blew up my knee. I was like a uh, like a pretty high end tech. I was doing all the mounts for the people doing the jumping at the BBTS, which is uh, Waterville Valley, which is basically the, the jumping team for you know United States. And anyway, make a long oh. story short, I was like 25, 26, and I was I was on the road, you know, going between scary and scary, and partying my ass off. And I woke <laughs> up one morning. Some random girl next to me and something's, you know, residual in my pocket, looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, dude, you're not going to make 30 if you keep this up. And I just flushed whatever I had in my pocket down the toilet, drove back, saw my partners. And I was like, I think I need to get out of this industry. Buy me out. Oh, I forgot. I had a ski shop by then um, that I was a partner in. Awesome. And yeah. I, and then I was like, I turned around. I called my buddy up in Quebec, and I'm like, hey, man, remember when I was, like, really young saying that I wanted to start, like, a legitimate, like, guide business up there? Because up until I got here in the early 90s, people were just doing it under the table. They were, you know, firefighters or school teachers or whatever off in the summer, and they were just, like, you know, kind of doing this ad hoc guide kind of business. And I'm like, I want to make a business out of it. And so I came up here. I was 26 years old couple thousand bucks in my pocket my my chocolate lab and a couple of shotguns and i crossed the border um got pulled over right away for going too fast the dude happened to be from this area and he's like oh uh, he's like you're coming back to canada i'm like yeah he's like yeah, just just drive a little safe you know just a little a uh, little uh slower came here and ever since i've i've been living here in cascabitty st jules i mean i've been back to the states to see part of my family every once in a while but basically um I, I, I switched over to the uh, fly fishing scene. Um, I got to back up a little bit. Like I was like really young. I started Atlantic salmon fishing. All right. I was like 10 years old when I caught my first fish. My dad got me into it. I started hunting down in the States, pheasant. And then after that bigger game, but I was like 14, 15. I didn't really have a mentor. It was pretty much a neighbor that kind of took me, which is kind of the case every once in a while, you know, especially yep, in a little bit yeah. rural America. Definitely. And so I had to find, yeah, I had to find a dude. An old dude was like, you know, willing to take me out and willing to trust walking next to me with a shotgun. <laughs> and I just kind of sought out, you know, guys like that, you know, kind of loner guys. I was kind of a loner kid. 
Um, and I just spent all my time in the outdoors and just kind of parlayed that and kind of knew young what I wanted to do. That's why I kind of focused on, you know, biology, you know, of salmon and kind of the outdoor, you know, wreck thing. And um, here we are, I don't know, 20 years later, no, like 40 years later, 30 years later, and I'm, I'm uh, living the dream. I, I, I'm the rep for uh, Sitka, which I started probably like eight years ago. I've been the rep for Hardy, um, Hardy Fly Fishing. Gosh, I was the rep for like 12 years. Uh, that gig I gave up a couple of years ago. I own the Gatsby Fly Company now, uh, which is a big distribution company to sell flies and fly tire materials. But I've always been really passionate about hunting, fishing, hunting, fishing, and 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 trying to bring good products to to people. When I got the nod for Sitka, I was totally stoked. It was yeah, actually a buddy yeah. of mine. Said, hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, interviewing for the for the New England territory. He's like, I hear they need a, one for Canada or for Eastern Canada. I'm like, fuck, I'm all in. So they graciously invited both of us out for a second interview to Bozeman, Montana. And I walked in the door and I was like, I want to work for this company so bad because it's like this, it, you know, Sitka is owned by Gore, you know, or Gore-Tex, WL Gore company. And their, their way of doing things, it's like almost all lateral relationships. So it's a super respectful work environment. Seems that way. It's it's crazy. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced. So I was like, I want to work for these guys. So we went around like three rounds of, of interviews with three different committees and I'd be in one room, he'd be in another room and just kind of doing it like that. And, you know, we came out of the meetings, felt feeling pretty good. I really prepared myself um, really, really well in advance, even put a little PowerPoint thing together thinking I was going to impress people. But <laughs> <laughs> a little fail there. But anyway, I'm PowerPoint. from Canada and I've brought a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. I would show up and I'm like, uh, they're like, well, what is your, well, how many people buy licenses in Nova Scotia compared to Ontario? I'm like, oh, I happen to have all that information on my PowerPoint now. And then <laughs> page four. They, they kind of giggled and, and, and said, listen, man, we just want to know who you are and how you're going to work and, and what your work ethic is. And uh, it was tough here. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, the first few years in Canada, the dollar was like at a buck sixty. I don't know. It was crazy. It was like a 1.42 exchange rate. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah. That's a so hard start. It was, it, not only that, the stuff was already all 25 to 50% more expensive than any other thing on the market. So then you're like, okay, it's more expensive. My dealer's going like, to make more money and they have to pay in US dollars. Right. Mm, how's that going to work out? So it didn't. I spent the first three years barely paying for all the samples that I had to buy. People... Somehow people that I cross are like, oh, yeah, can I have one of your samples? Uh, yeah, if you pay me for it when I'm done with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people think we get free shit, and that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, so any of you guys out there listening, don't ask any reps for free shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point that, man that's 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 actually wicked information you know to be honest because i'm sure that you get tons of emails about that stuff hey you know i caught a fish one time or hey i shot a bear this time can you give me a full suit of stuff yeah well I, I do get a lot hey look at all these ducks i shot or look at this big bear i shot um i bought you know i invested a thousand dollars in a in a suit can you hook me up with something and i'm like you know I'd love to be able to do that, but 
maybe that suit was the reason you got that big bear. Maybe you were out there and getting all those birds because you're the only guy that wasn't wet and cold and didn't go in, you know, when your buddies are out. I don't know. It's, it's funny people's mentality, but the more, the more I, the more I, I, I meet people, you know, there's not many people looking for free handouts. I mean, there's, you know, there's people that are looking for support and I try to give it, I get the small little promo budget, which we call that I have to divvy up, but then now things have gone better. So, I kind of reinvest in uh, those who have kind of been helping, uh, you know, spread the love and, and grow the grow the business. That's cool because it's it's gone it's gone good in the last three years. That's good. That's good, man. It's it, it's, it's it's certainly here in Canada that I feel like that would be even tougher. You know, to, yeah. f- to find well, especially the right on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the East Coast well, and taking a high end product. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about it's... the poorest provinces in in the country here, yeah. basically. But the thing is, it's, it, it's yeah. just hard for people to see the value. I mean, for me personally, it's funny you were into skiing. I've driven along the Cascopedia a ton of times going up into the Chick Chocks to splitboard, snowboard up there. I go that's all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I didn't even know you're into skiing. Well, I saw, I guess you posted on Instagram that, but that's kind of where what got my interest up for Sitka as far as hunting gear goes is obviously when you're up in the mountains there you've got no cell phone service and maybe just a Garmin inReach and I mean you can be in some pretty crazy elements or get hurt and stuck on the mountain or whatever and I mean your 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 life can rely on your gear and I mean I've got a lot of good gear for that like really good lines as far as icebreakers and Arc'teryx and all that crap and I mean I tried it out in hunting with Sitka and man, you can wear less, be comfortable, be dry. Just it's, 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 yeah. it's so, so worth it. Just like in the backcountry skiing stuff, like it just makes it so much easier, so much better, more comfortable and safer. I, and for a lot of hunting, I think, yeah. And, and it's funny that you should mention the chick shocks in backcountry because all of my Sitka, I use for that. Well, I mean, I'll yeah, take, you can. <laughs> yeah, I take my Stormfront or my Cloudburst. Yeah. Those, that's my those pants or my my outer jacket or yeah. you know you know I take my 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 fanatic my black fanatic hoodie with a face mask and a hoodie. Man, that's that's like I don't if I don't want to get frostbite, just throw that puppy up there. Yeah, and um, I'll throw my goggles on and my helmet, and I'm good. Well, yeah, it's, no, it's the, literally the same equipment as the high-end mountaineering stuff, like the big brands. I mean, it's it's the same stuff, just printed in camo, right? Like the well, Gore-Tex well, is like, all the same technology, all that stuff. So, Well, there's the opening right there. I mean, that's why the company was created, right? If you listen to Jonathan Hart, these you know two do- dudes from Idaho that are big time into you know doing uh, mountaineering and, and, and backcountry hunting and stuff like that. They're big skiers, and they're like, Man, why can't we have technical hunting gear like we have for skiing and in backcountry? Yeah, and right. that's exactly why they started Sitka. The only reason, and I know Jonathan Hart really well. He's fished with me up here. We hang out. The dude is always barefoot. It's absolutely amazing. Even at huh. like big sales conferences, it's so he's the coolest dude. Really down to earth. I think that's why he's always barefoot. He just wants to stay grounded. Um, yeah. and he was like super honest. I'm like, dude, why did you guys, he's like, man, it was like at the time, it seemed like a really good, 
and kind of dumb idea at the same time because we knew that we weren't really making it for other people. We were making it for us. We wanted to like be in, right. in our and like our buddies. Yeah, yeah. And people embraced it, and then 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 Gore Tex embraced it and bought them. Yeah, you know when they were still tiny, and they've blown it up to like. If I'm not mistaken, I think we're the biggest clothing manufacturer in the world now for hunting clothing. Oh, I I would I would dare say, yeah. I mean, uh, and 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 we're talking high end shit. You know, we're not talking about like like you know like pre pre cut forms. So for your listeners that don't know, most of your three in ones, four in ones, or just regular brands that are like let's say like lower price points. Okay. Um, and some of them can be super good for what you're going to do. So remember, it's all fit for use, okay? So I don't want to bash any companies because they're all good. And I still have pieces from other companies, okay? And I use them. You know, I may find something that, like, really quiet for me or something that's really comfortable or something that I, you know, I, 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 there's – I just use the Sitka. Major, like, the majority of my stuff is the Sitka, A, because I'm the rep because I, I should and B because it really functions on a level that some things can't. So coming back to that sizing, like if you buy a jacket and sometimes you're like, Oh, okay. I kind of feel like the Michelin man. Well, it's cause it cut just one way. Right. Yeah. To fit every, to fit almost everybody. Yeah. That yeah, it. exactly. and it's built. It's cut to build, fit the average dude, which is pot bellied and that kind of deal, <laughs> you know, or right. And Sitka whatever. has these, Fits, you know, the performance fit, the standard yeah. fit, and the expedition fit. And why? Well, yeah. because we're all about layering. We're not about like a three-in-one or a four-in-one. We're about layering. We're about really making like we're always thinking that we're going to be in a dynamic situation or aerobic. Like we're going to be moving, we're going to be sweating or pers- you know, perspiring or somehow getting the heart level up so that we're going to need to have um, some protection. So we start from the skin and go all the way out to the shell. And now they're using all these really funky, you know, textiles and, and, and now some of our, our Gore-Tex stretches like the, you know, like the, 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 um, the Hudson, you know, on the shoulders. Like, yeah, that was so- a co- that was a cool deal. I was actually, I actually happened to be down at, uh, the sheep show the year that, that, uh, they had come out with that second gen Hudson jacket. And, it's crazy. Uh, it just makes sense. Yeah. It just, and yeah. even the hoods, right? The way you can turn your head and it doesn't, you know, slide over your eyes like the actual hood turns. I think our hoods are probably, if someone wanted to really look at like how much technology and time goes into measuring, like to make the best possible use, fit for use, it's our hoods, man. You put anyone, I've never seen anyone put a hood on where, they couldn't look left and right with their eyes without turning their head. Exactly. And that is super important, especially if you're turkey hunting, as you guys know. Yeah. If you move and you're turkey hunting, you're, you're, you're done, you know? Yeah. Um, well, maybe not your birds because they're all dumb. Oh, down there. They're, <laughs> they were pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. They um, might just as well be pen raced. Yeah. So. For now. Yeah, but like, you know, for now. But, for um, now, yeah. you know, deer, deer, you know, uh, lots of lots of species. Yep. Um, so it, it sounds really trivial and really dumb because how many people really use, you know, you see these guys that always have their hoods up and then you have other guys that can't stand to have a hood on. I'm yeah. one of those guys that can't stand to have a hood because I want to hear everything. Right. But when it's windy and, and it's cold, well, I have my hood on, but I can still see. But anyway, 
it's the amount of time and effort that went into just designing that is what I'm saying. And everything goes into that. The cuffs, you know, the, the, the cuff around your, your ankle, you know, how much stretch are we going to put into this garment? And, you know, are we going to make this garment Gore-Tex, you know, or are we going to make it a Gore-Tex Infinium, which is going to be like a more of a windstopper? Do we need it to be waterproof? Do we not need it to be waterproof? You know, you go to Atlanta, Canada, or Quebec, most people want two things. I want it to be quiet, and I want it to be waterproof. Well, yeah. that's an oxymoron, man. You yeah, those two things don't go together. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, what two things here don't match? Um, but we've gotten as close as you can humanly possibly be to quiet and waterproof with some of our designs. Now, I imagine three, four, five years down the road, we'll get even quieter for those people that want waterproof. But for now, people have to understand that in not all situations can you be both. So yeah. we try to do the next. There's compromise. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's compromise, but there's very little with Sitka in terms of the compromise. There's always a solution. Um, and if not, they try to build one. I think one of the biggest things, though, is the layering. Like, obviously, in mountaineering and skiing, and that, that a lot of people don't get around here. It's one of those things you can tell them, but until they try it, they don't realize it. Like, wearing your good merino or synthetic base layers and then a good poly mid layer down vest or jacket plus a Gore-Tex shell. Like it lays so much thinner than those humongous three in one parkas or whatever and wicks the sweat and moisture away from me. Like we've sat, we've hunted in some insane weather, like friggin' cold, windy rain, all hail, snow, like, like, and I mean, Matt, no, November, I mean, November, remember some of those old hunts, Matt, there was one time there. I mean, I had to go back the truck. Yeah. And I mean, that I'm, was actually just October. I think when your feet froze, wasn't it? No, I didn't go back the truck on that one. <laughs> got new boots. Got new boots. So don't wear uninsulated boots when it's minus 10 or 12 in October. <laughs> Shows up flip flop. Pro tip. Yeah, pretty much. But I think the, like the layering, if you can get people to put on the layers and just say, wow, I am just as warmer, warmer. I'm hardly got anything on. Like you get way more maneuverability. Like you can walk in, just take a couple layers off. If you sweat a little bit, it'll wick the moisture off your body. Like, I mean, we've sat in some crazy stuff and I'm a lot older now than compared to back right in the day when, when you i just had to go to the truck I, you'd either yeah. freeze to death or go to the truck. Right. And I mean, most of the time, I think that when people think about the experience as a whole, like when you go hunting, they think, okay, I want to have a really good gun. That some things they're going to spend money on, clothing a lot of times isn't one of those. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about your entire experience, like why wouldn't you want to feel good like yeah. when you're out there? Like, it keeps why would, you out there longer. It keeps you out there longer. Like, So you go to, we'll say Canadian Tire, you buy the 4-in-1 the jacket. You think that you're going to be warm, but you're not going to be. Because you if sweat you have, your balls off right, walking if, in. Right. If you have to, if, if the farmer says no driving and you have to lug stuff in, by, you know, an, half an hour of lugging stuff in, you're already sweating and you're going to be miserable yeah. for, for the day. And if it rains or anything like that, over time, that, that stuff is going to leak that yeah. morning. And then, you know, all you can think about halfway through that is, geez, I can't wait to get home and get in the shower yeah. get some warm water on me and get, get, get warmed up and get my body warmed up again and... and you know exactly you, you, or if you if you do get lucky enough you have some birds come in you go to shoot you're just not comfortable you're yeah. not 
comfortable. Let's be honest. You're I bulked mean, right up. You're, bul- oh. you're bulked up. You can't swing. You can't move. Yeah. Like, for me and Ryan, like, in the fall, we guide and we're out there. You know, from the early season, we're not at it too, too much as far as guiding goes. But from October until the end of December, like, we're on the road and we are in the field. And right. I don't know how many days straight last year that we went, but it was a lot. A, a lot. I think we hunted 24 days in October. Yeah, Maybe. straight. And, uh, or or maybe not straight, but we didn't we didn't have many off. It was only because they were a Sunday or something we couldn't hunt. Yeah. Um, and I carry my I have a drifter bag and I carry it right in my truck with me. So if there's something else that I need, yeah. I can get it. But I want to wear the least amount of clothes. I have to, right? I want to be comfortable. So I start at the core, and in the morning when we're setting right. up, I I don't need as much, you know. But when when we go to get in the blind, if I need my, I like the Hudson suit. So if I need my Hudson jacket, I got it. Or my Fahrenheit vest is probably one of my favorite pieces. And right. if I need that stuff, I've got it. But, you know, there, there's absolutely, whether you're guiding or not, you don't have to be a guide. But, you know, you need to look at your suit as an investment in your time. Oh, like, as, it's as like a, they say, it's, it's gear, like it's yeah, a piece of your gear. You'll spend 2000 on a rifle, you'll spend 1000 or 1500 on a scope. Why not spend and it's not a like it's thousand on your outfit? Right, it's not like it's well, not going to last. Like, it, it's going to last, and it's going to keep you out there. And for us, like, it, it keeps us alive, like, keeps it enjoyable, you know? We, it's yeah. not like, oh, it's raining today, we're not going to go. Like, yeah, you're going to go, and you're... And be comfortable. You're you're going to be out in it, and you're going to be comfortable. Yeah. It's going to be fine. You're going to enjoy Fred, yourself. You remember that duck hunt in Florenceville a couple years ago? We were sitting there, it was raining, snowing, windy as all frig, and we were chiseling ice off of our jackets. Like, yeah, that's just, true. Just as warm as can be, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... It, that's why the motto of Sitka is turning clothing into gear. Mm-hmm. All right. So you hit the nail on the head. It's the argument, not argument, but it's the pitch I give, you know, at a, set, at a, at a show or if I'm in a shop doing, you know, a visit and, and, you know, standing on the floor to try to help some people out. And people will be like, well, you know, why should I invest this much? I'm like, all right, well, wait a minute. But, you know, I just saw you at the gun counter. Can I ask you what kind of, oh, I have a Tika. Oh, okay. So Tika is whatever. 2300 2700 bucks sure. oh what kind of like what kind of scope you know what are your optics on that oh well you know i've got the new vortex oh okay there's another you know 1200 bucks um or whatever so i'm like all right you landed at 3500 4000 bucks for your gun that you're going to put two bullets through to sight it and if you're lucky and you're not freezing your ass off back at the you know back at the at the camp because you couldn't tough it out you might shoot something yeah well, yeah why wouldn't you why wouldn't two hundred dollars worth of clothing? Your, yeah, why wouldn't you invest from the very basic? Okay, exactly. I'm going to be sitting on the ground. I'm going to be, you know, even boots. Like we don't make boots, but you know, me for me, my first concern is my feet, my footwear. Big time, yeah. Okay, first, first thing, and and a lot of people don't understand that. You know, you can increase the warmth of your feet by just putting a freaking little foam pad between you and the ground. Okay, while you're sitting in a duck blind. But anyway, that's a little pro tip, okay? Um, you know, why would you put your, you know, why would you be, like, wearing things that aren't going to keep you warm or dry and, and invest in your in your guns? Whereas, you know, you can buy a really brand-new shotgun, 
you know, super expensive shotgun, but it's not going to kill you more, more birds. It's not going to make you feel more comfortable in your blind or, you know, in some swamp, you know, hunting timber or, you know, in some flooded, flooded areas. So I really highly encourage people. Yeah, it is a little bit of an investment, but it's not like it's going to last like a year and a half or two years. That's like you're right. three and yeah. you bought at Walmart. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. So if you, by the end of three or four years, you've probably bought three or you know two, three, four kits. You know, after four years, or let's say a couple or three, with Sitka, you'll have that for seven, eight, nine, ten years. And if something fails on it, and it's our fault. Well, we're just going to replace it for you, or we'll fix it at a really reasonable rate. Yeah, you and know, that, it's like people yeah. are buying kind of peace of mind. I'll I'll tell you a so, big thing for me with the gear uh, was certainly the customer service. Yeah, I've called probably. there I don't know probably ten times, and I always before a moose hunt I was like, well, it was a couple of years ago. I saw there was a lot of rain in the forecast. I said, well, I'm going to call and talk to a rep and uh, see what they suggest for gear and i called and i think the young fellow's name was zach i talked That's to zach. him talked to My him boy. talked to him for like an hour and 20 minutes about clothing yeah. ended up ordering a bunch from them and uh you know like they're all hunters they're all in the game too and super super knowledgeable and yeah you know every single person in that building so it's really cool. I get to see all those guys and meet them, like John Barklow. You know, you probably get follow John Barklow, right? Yeah. If you have, if you, have, if, if you guys, if no one that's listening right now doesn't follow John Barklow, everyone get on Instagram right now and just go see John Barklow. Yeah. He's ex-military, you know, isn't he? Yeah, he's a serious he was, dude. Well, yeah, he was like the guys that he's. A, 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 I think he. Anyway, I don't he's, want to tell you. I don't. He's like a Navy SEAL. Got to train the ultimate. Yeah. yeah, he was a, he was the elite of the elite. He would train guys, you know. Yeah, so you know he has these segments of you know he jumps in the river with another dude, and they get into a tent and they show you in forty five minutes how to, you know, dry off. His videos with, are with his awesome. Clothes, his, super his super are informative. Off the yeah, yeah, super and he's, informative. He's um he's you can see that he's a military dude and he's super serious, <laughs> yeah. but he's a funniest dude. He's really funny. He's got a real dry, dry sense of humor, yeah. and he's just a really knowledgeable, um, super super generous guy. Um, and and he's one of our designers. He you know he makes the stuff and he uses the stuff, and he's taken all of his years of being in special forces, and basically applies, you know. You know this 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 new mountain uh, optics harness that we came out with last year. We couldn't keep in stock. We must—I don't know how many thousands of them we sold. But he basically designed that to be modular. He's like, hey, you know, in the military, we you know a lot of our stuff is like this, and so the end use for the consumer is so overbuilt for like ninety percent of the people. But at least you have that technology, and you have you know those features when you need them. Yeah, you've got the and capability. For sure. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, uh, you know, you've got Chris Derrick over on the side of Whitetail, um, Jim Sabier, who's a waterfowl guy. And there's like, anyway, I'm, I'm forgetting a bunch of them, but there's a bunch of these guys and gals that eat, breathe hunting. That's Aaron Snyder's another good one. Matt McCormick. We should mention that guy. Well, Matt McCormick is like this super cool guy that just, he's got the best job at Sitka, man. 
Um, yeah, he's 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 Matt is just the salt of the earth. All of those guys are, and and gals. I mean, you walk in there, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm with the cool kids. Oh, there's going to be some sort of like you know elitist you know attitude. Nope, they're all down to earth, super super, you know, and it's all part of the gore culture, right? So basically, there's a bunch of people that came over from gore and integrated into Sitka, and that culture kind of like spread, right. where it's a respectful no one yells at each other you know if there's something to be discussed you know it's discussed in this you know this way that you know it's just it's really uh, there's no conflict or strife so it's really kind of a cool gig um i'm super grateful and fortunate to work for the company but it's the products that i can bring to the consumer uh and you guys guides and 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 you know the regular guy um and like you were saying, it was a tough grind for the first few years, but now people have so embraced the brand yeah, that good. now, yeah, now I'm telling dealers, oh, you know, um, I, I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of good right now because my dealer network went from, you know, 10, 12 to like over 30 yep. dealers in Canada now. You know, the Maritimes, I could definitely have a couple more, but we brought in a couple new ones. I should mention them to shout out for people. You know, Young Guns down in um, – go see Bob Martell at Young Guns down in um, – I think it's uh, uh, Upper Suwicky. Stewiak. Just outside of Halifax. Yeah. Um, he you know, came on late last year, brought it in, and people embraced it down there. Uh, you've got Ross and Justin at the at, – um, uh, The gun dealer. The gun dealer. Yeah, who are really loving it and really embracing it. Um, and so – yeah, we had a guy, and we had someone else up in Edmond, Edmondson that didn't it didn't work out as well. But we we have those two right now, and um, you know, I guess Ross and those guys sell online, so you know, people could you know get whatever they want. But I mean, it, and people have to understand if they if they the more they support and embrace local dealers, whether it be Maritimes or Quebec or Ontario, the more those dealers will dive deeper and carry and stock more inventory yeah if we keep on buying online i'll tell you right now first of all it's a nightmare like to get it across the border sometimes oh yeah it's crazy second of all it it does not cost a penny less than buying it from a retailer as a matter of fact sometimes it costs a little bit more especially if you screw up at a size and you have to send it back yeah you know bad deal um yeah yeah, so I mean i would say to everyone listen just support your local sick guy you know a shop because it's it'll really make a difference in 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 what you're going to see in the stores in the future, you know. Yeah, it's, and, ta- it's, and take a chance on it and try it. Like you're not even taking a chance, but that's the thing. It's it's the hardest thing is the people you you got to get people to try it to see well to feel the difference. Just start off on the base layers. Yeah, where are just, the base layers yeah. for a fall? That'll Holy be a game changer. Smokes. That'll be a game changer yeah. enough. And I mean, you see it in our pictures. If you look at our pictures, like when I first started wearing it, and then. Our core group started getting it, and then people that would come with us once in a while started getting it, and now yeah. guys that come and, and hunt with us, like hunters, they're starting to get it. Yeah. Like they see the value, you know. They're it's a it's a cold. Well, well they're sitting there and they're three and one and great big overalls, freezing their butts off. Yeah, and we're sitting there basically in uh, merino or synthetic base layer, a good poly, like the gradient right. hoodie. And maybe a Fahrenheit vest, just as warm as can be, and they're just bulked right up, freezing their nuts off. Like, 
Well, it's, and I mean, like, it's it's not something that you would wear day in and day out if it didn't work. Exactly. I'm not going to. You no. know, it, it, like, it works for me, and, well, and, it's, and, and it's literally kept me alive. We've been know? at this long enough. I mean... I want to be comfortable. We shoot the guns we want to shoot. We shoot the ammunition we want to shoot. We wear the clothing we want to wear. Like, we don't compromise and you guys or anything. Can, you guys can shoot anything and wear anything and if you guys have settled on sitka for let's say the majority of your needs oh, and like yeah. listen you know as much as i am uh, the rep and the fan of sitka you know people's pocketbook there there is there is like you know that consideration sometimes even though yeah it might be more expensive up front you know over the short like medium to longer term it's definitely less expensive. Like, uh, like yeah. there's it's an no investment. doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And right. that's same but, with me. Like I yeah. don't make a ton of money. I mean, I'm, I make a decent it's, living, but I'm not rich. It, it, you know, so let's talk about those base layers. So you all right. To Cause, it Cause that's the easiest way to people to, yeah, to get in. Right. Yep. Yeah. So core lightweight hoodie for me. First thing I always put on is a core lightweight hoodie. Like it is the easiest, coolest, thing ever it's the super lightweight polyester which polyester is we make it with polyester so that it wicks away the first perspiration that's going to form on your body and pulls it away from your skin and pushes it out into the other into the other layers you're going to have but that thing with a little hoodie and the face mask um you can wear it like summer spring fall and then you start basing after that you could go with a crew Instead of the hoodie, but I kind of like the hoodie, even if I have multiple hoodies, doesn't bother me because it's so thin. Yeah. That's mm. probably the quintessential, quintessential first piece that most people will buy is a core lightweight hoodie. Yeah, yeah. I wear mine a lot fishing just because then I don't have to wear a, one of them masks for sunburn, right? You can flip the hoodie up and. Yeah. Black flies. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Bugs, uh, sun, uh, bear hunting, turkey hunting. I mean, come on, man. The, the 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 uses for that skiing doesn't matter. The uses are are like ad nauseum. They go on forever. I and I so, wear I wear mine every day. Like even yeah. in the summer, I've got back forty pants. Like those are my work yep. pants. And then I've got a core. Like mornings, like this morning, I had my core heavyweight hoodie on. And then I just have right. to have I've a, got a my, yeah, got my fanatic hoodie black right on right now, which is basically the the the, the heavyweight hoodie with a face mask integrated into it. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think that's a good thing too to point out is like you can build your system as you go like i just buy one or two pieces every year as i go as i need it and yep. and that's i mean if that's your budget then that's what works i mean not everyone can go out and spend a complete fortune and buy everything at once but just buy a piece here or there and start okay. out with like what you said pick one piece that's really diverse you can use it for a bunch of different things and just go from there exactly no it's it's listen after the first two years of people like really embracing sitka they have from nine to 11 pieces of of sitka in their in their closet people are like wow a lot and i love why would i need that many well because there's so many different situations if you're really going to hunt mm. more than let's say 15 days a year um for multiple species you're going to need something when it's really warm in september when you're going moose hunting and you think it's going to be five degrees but it's actually plus 15 what are yeah. you going to do put up your you know like so you have to have these 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 layers 
that can bring you from, you know, uh, really warm temperature, let's say 15, 18 degrees plus down to like minus 18 degrees if that's the environment you're going to hunt in. Um, so there's so, and there's so many solutions like, you know, Matt likes his his Fahrenheit vest. Um, where someone may prefer the Dakota hoodie, whereas someone else might like the duck oven. Where, you know, a lot of them are they work similarly, but definitely have different aspects. Some are down filled, some are synthetic filled, some have wind stoppers, some don't. So you kind of have to delve into the line. If there's one thing that I'd be critical about us, is there's so many different names for things that are very similar. And I think you're going to start to see us simplifying the line a little bit mm-hmm. in the future, maybe. Um, in terms of calling things this, that, or the other thing. And what's really cool about Sitka is you don't see many things there for like one year or two and then go away. Right. When we make something, we test it. it, it the, the development process is probably three to five years, okay, which people don't understand is that we, and if you look at Jonathan Hart in one of his things, he's like, we don't test shit on consumers. And like that's his last, that's the last line in the video about Sitka. It's like we don't test shit on on consumers, and because we test our shit on on like the hardest core guys like Boss and all these dudes like Jason, all these guys that are out there for two hundred days a year, they do shed hunting, they do bear, they do elk, they do moose, they do waterfowl, they do everything, and so these guys, you know, these are the guys that go for sheep and will walk eighty kilometers just to go past a national forest. To get to their hunting area, we'll shoot something and pack it out in two other trips. We'll do something like 250 kilometers round trip in like four weeks because they're these really elite athletes. Yeah. So we tested them. Western hunting in the mountains is a whole different ball game. Like out there, it'd be no question to have that gear because I mean you can you can definitely die. <laughs> yeah, you can get in the mess. I mean, we're always, we're that. never farther than just a walk to the truck, but you don't right. want to walk to the truck because the ducks and geese don't care. You're, it's a matter of right. messing out. But out west, I mean, it's yeah, it's life or death. I've been I was actually in Bozeman in 2019. I should have stopped into Sitka and never even thought of it. But I mean, I hiked up a mountain. It was 10,000 feet. Beautiful day. I had a friggin' thunderstorm and hail and snow up at the top. I was like, man. stupid idiot from the east coast no idea there i am exactly yeah but you're it's all about being prepared yeah it's all about being prepared you're absolutely right and that's why i was saying like i i bring that i bring that bag right with me and uh the drifter bag and and have other things in it because i mean if if i need a piece i can go and get it you know if it's you know if it turns out to be rainy or or it gets muggy or something like that and I need to strip down I need a place to put things or I need more you know yeah well it's like David said oh. the temperature I mean you can go from plus, minus five in the morning to plus fifteen or better just after sunlight like at, at near the end of the hunt or moose hunting I mean last season we had mornings that was it was like minus five and we had days it was eighteen above like. That's a lot of different clothing. (laughs) Yeah. Last year I shot my moose. It was plus 16 at four o'clock in the afternoon or three 30, whatever. And morning when I went out, it was zero. So how do you, you know, how do you prepare for that? Well, you, you have a small backpack and you say, this is what my range is. And then you start learning about your clothing. Okay. Well, with this is going to be able to do this and I'll be able to do this with this. But you know what? We're talking a lot about mountains, stuff like that. 
listen, most of your people that listen, I guess, I guess your, 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 your listeners are, are waterfowlers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you had a drifter bag. Okay. And each of you were going to put two items in the drifter bag. What would they be? My Hudson bibs. Number, yeah. num, number one would be yeah. my, my Hudson bibs. Hundred percent. What would be your number two? Fahrenheit vest. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So you, so let's say with the with the Hudson bibs, let's say we're not not, so you could actually hunt or you hunt your Hudson bibs without the Hudson jacket a lot. I imagine, right? Yes. The Hudson, Mm -hmm. you don't really need till like later on, right? In the season, so you just throw that on. So the Fahrenheit vest is cool, but what would be another? outerwear piece that you'd put over or match with those hudsons i like the gradient hoodie there the gradient. i wear that dollar for dollar probably one of our best pieces yeah we all usually wear we all would usually have like myself i usually have my core gears my first layer uh, my core gear. My yeah, heavy, we're, we all have core heavy, base heavyweight core base layer. Are you guys uh, synthetic base layers or Moreno? I, I I generally just wear my Moreno early oh, yeah, in the year because it doesn't have a hood. But I have the full like I I believe in it for sure. When it's hot, like it doesn't bother me to walk. And I one thing I I got to step off the the trail here for a sec. The one thing that I didn't think that I would like about this stuff when I first started wearing it was the zippers. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was used to, you know, you put on a piece of of core gear, and oh. it doesn't have a zipper. Yeah, the tight right. But but I can't if it. you do get if it starts to get warm, and you've got a vest on, you can take the vest yeah, off. Yeah, I've and seen if you've got I've your, seen your ch- chest hairs many times. Yeah, uh, right down to the <laughs> oh yeah, button, unzipped right all the way. <laughs> zipper right down. Yeah, I just absolutely love that yeah. that I can zipper right down yeah. to the skin. Eh? It is true. It back does, it is back nice to nature. Though. That's the best layer. Good ventilation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's normally where I would start is, is a good core layer. <clears throat> and then my next piece would be that gradient. And then uh, my Hudson bibs. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll wear a pair of pants underneath those, but it just depends. But, um, and then uh, my, either my Dakota or my Fahrenheit, and then I have my jacket. and, and uh, you know. I'm going to try the Dakota because uh, the gradient, the only thing with it is it doesn't have windstopper, right? Yeah. Right. Um, Actually, the Dakota was one of the first pieces I ever got. Yeah, I think I'll get that just because it's got the wind stopper. It's a nice. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely really nice. What about the grinders? Uh, grinder I I got a pair of the pants. I yeah, like them. they're good for early season. Yeah, I've got okay. grinder pants, Dakota pants. We I actually wear them a lot, um, like over my heavyweights and like under my Hudsons. Yeah, as a as just that kind of like a shell almost thermal layer. Yeah, yeah for sure. It is for sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, they're just curious. They're comfortable as I, all I, get out. They're stretchy. <laughs> yeah, they're I stretchy don't have. I don't have pants yet. On it. What's they're that? Great. It, it's got the DW. It's it's a really repels water really really well. Um, that grinder. Yep. And it comes in black this year. Um, for those of you working in restaurants and don't want to get the, you know, uh, little spills on you, no, just kidding. Um, it's, <laughs> like, what the hell is this? But, um, uh, yeah, no, it's not, that's not something, but gradient. Do you guys like the gradient jacket or hoodie? I imagine it's the hoodie. The hoodie, hoodie right? yeah. yeah. I couldn't imagine between the Moreno base layer 
and then like I wear like either merino or poly mid layer, and then the mm-hmm. gradient hoodie, and I couldn't imagine wearing anything else heavier. Oh, frig would be hotter than old. I've wore my Hudson jacket two times. You oh like I never wear it. You could I sit, don't need it. You could hunt in February with it. Like yeah. and that's the thing for us in October, November, I mean Moreno base layer, a good poly mid layer, and then that gradient, I mean that covers me to really cold weather. Yeah. Like minus ten. I mean any colder than that, I'd have to throw a shell on or something, but when you need when you need that Hudson jacket, man, like if yeah. we're getting any amount of weather or wind, when you put that on, it's just it like ever, you're walking in a house. It is. It's, it's like a full on full on cocoon. Kel- here. Kelvin down jacket. Yeah. I've had to wear that maybe two three times or so. That'd be warm. Oh, it's yeah. stupid warm. The pantanal Ooh. the pantanal gloves are really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Those now, those and and. You guys wear any of you guys wear the Delta jacket? No, I don't. Have, no, I, don't I have, have, have the pants. I really like the pants. I wear them a lot fishing. Yeah, we don't have the pants anymore. But no. the Delta weighted jacket is kind of like that. Because I, I think it was, I heard Ryan say he, had, he only wore his Hudson twice last year. Yep. Yeah. If you had the Delta weighting jacket, you would have worn that probably, you know, three quarters of the time just because it's a shell. It's basically the Hudson not insulated okay and a little shorter and a little and a little bit shorter so you know for guys that want a shell kind of it's kind of like a wading jacket for fishing so you could wear that that could be your fishing jacket your hunting jacket like you know if you're boating and going really fast and you know you want to cut the wind um you know it's it's waterproof and windproof it's it's gore-tex so uh, yes it's made for wearing mostly with waders but if you're wearing a bib like the Hudson, um, well, it's kind of like wearing waders anyway in terms of the protection it's going to give your body. So it's, it's another it's another alternative for people. But eighty, I would say eight eight out of ten people will go, will gravitate towards that Hudson and be okay. I want that extra warmth until they do like Ryan and, and they don't wear it. And they're like, well, okay, well, I got this great jacket that I'm not wearing. But it's all, it's really cool to hear you guys talk about your systems because that's why I asked. And I think we have a couple more pieces that you guys could add to your to your drifter bag but you know we have you guys used the nodak stuff the whites no i I was i was i would actually really like to try that because i could use that big time in the summer training dogs right and uh oh yeah any any of that whites because i wear white almost every day depending on the background right to be able to handle my dogs i mean they have to be able to see me at a distance and Certainly, now that I have Tank and he likes to run to the end of the field. Well, I'd like I'd like to try it for coyote hunting too, big time. Exactly, yeah. A lot of people are using it for you know for multi species. We'll have to try to get you, um, you know, a, a, a jacket and a bib. Um, they're really reasonably priced uh, uh, for for the consumer. Um, and the way that they're made, it's kind of like a a lobster fisherman slicker yep. sort of bib. Yeah, it doubles side it's super super cool um and like i said they're they're very reasonable in terms of price point um they're much less expensive than the delta or the hudson obviously if you coyote hunt and you do snow geese or you do spring hunting in the snow then it's a perfect it's a it's 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 justifiable or if you just got gobs of money and you just you know want to have something special (laughs) yeah well then then fine (laughs) 
Because I'm that kind of guy. Is like I'm not going to buy that unless I really I'm going to use it a lot. I mean, I, I'd love everyone to buy tons of Sitka, but I'm also like, well, you should save your money and maybe spend it on something that's, you know, I I'm I'm I, I'm I'm practical, and um, so I try to help people with solutions that are going to go like across species, and so. Do you find that your waterfowl stuff that you can, like, if you're going to hunt cornfields for deer, I mean, it's like the perfect, the waterfowl marsh or even timber is, is a really good camo as well. Yeah, oh, it is yeah. for everything. No no question, yeah. I, I honestly wish a lot of the waterfowl gear they offered in the subalpine pattern. Really? Yeah. I like I, that, too. I yeah. love the subalpine. Like, I run timberline pants and, like, the cold, uh, favorite the cold traverse hoodie. And the yep. cloud cloudburst system, and man, I, I love it. I'd love to have a pair of Hudson bibs and subalpine. I think I'd wear them almost more waterfowl hunting than probably the Optifade Marsh. There's a couple, and I mean, I'm not mm. the right guy to be talking about colors, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. there's uh, there's there's a definite difference in the subalpine and, and the waterfowl. There's a couple prominent colors there that yeah, I really like it. Oh, 100%. So the design for the waterfowl patterns, are made and I don't want to get too geek out too technically, but we have at Gore and and and, and at Optifade have scientists that dissect animals' eyes and see how they see with a color you know, their cones, color spectrum. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I read that article they, it, about it that. Is, it is unbelievable the shit that they do. Okay. So we've got our you know our five colors, you know, the open country, subalpine, elevated to timber and marsh. Okay. So Waterfowl, marsh, and timber are made for an engagement of 10 to 40 yards at a 40-degree to 45-degree angle, okay? Actually, 45 with the marsh and 40 with the timber because the, the birds will probably kind of come in a little bit lower. But they design these patterns so that we're invisible or highly undetectable by the species or the type of animal we're hunting. So it can be an ungulate. Or it can be, you know, a bird or, or, or waterfowl. And, and, it's, and it works. It really, really does. And it tells you what your engagement is, okay? Well, this is made for, you know, a 45-degree engagement or this is made for ground hunting. Can you hunt, like, elevated to on the ground? Sure you can. You know, it's not just only this or only that. But the, 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 the science behind it, there's science behind it. It's not like, oh, we just decided to make this thing and look like this. Basically what it does, so people know, especially in the subalpine and the elevated two pattern, because we're talking about big game, over evolution, big game species have learned that man or the silhouette, the outline of man is danger, okay? Yeah, sure. So what we want to do is take that, danger away so that they don't give us a second look so basically the macro patterns cuts our our recognizable signature and the micro patterns makes us fade into the background so we're if we're not identifiable and we're kind of like part of the background the animal doesn't give us a second look okay they may smell us okay or may hear us but they don't see us or they don't see us well especially if we're have a backdrop you know, in back of us that we yeah. blend into. And if some of the pictures and some of the films, sometimes you're like, holy shit, man. I mean, you see some of, they're drawing at eight yards with elk yeah. or, or stuff. 
and it's and if you look at some of the pictures, you know, if they're in a in the just above or below tree line or right at tree line, and and you know, for some of the open country stuff, holy shit, you're like, wow, I mean, that's just amazing. So people are now trying to you know copy or imitate what we do. You know, eight years ago, six years ago, people were poo pooing on on um, you know on because uh, it's not it's not camera it's concealment right it's not and it's not making you look like a tree or it's not looking we're like we're not anything. trying to name it forest yeah we're not putting pine branches and needles with oak and with maple and with you know how many forests have you seen like that so the so funny years, the funny thing pine. about that dave sort of interrupt you but the funny thing about no, that no. is when you think about the guys that use camouflage you know so they don't get shot in the military mm-hmm None of them right. are wearing that stuff either. It's never been. No, no, way. they're all wearing. They're all wearing what this the precursor to Optifade, all was developed by this guy. For the army, okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then you know they were hi- first they were hiding tanks with pixels, and then it, it morphed. If you look at you know some of the, you probably won't even see the special the, the elite special forces what they're wearing because they're wearing something that's going to make them look invisible but to the human eye which can see on a different scale than an ungulate an ungulate only sees blues yellows grays blacks and whites okay they don't see the green so you know we'd be like well if we wanted to make the ultimate big game concealment we'd make it yellow blue and gray Right. But no one would embrace that. No one would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be invisible." They'd be like, "No, I can see those colors." But the but the thing is, the moose or the elk or the deer can't, or don't see it well. Right. But over the years, people have been trying to imitate force and trying to mimic, and we don't do that. We can we try to concealment. We try to conceal based on animal vision. Right. And we do each an individual species or 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 sub or set of species together so it's kind of cool and so oh, there, no again adds, there again adds to the to the development and cost of the of the product because it's specific for use it's, it's actually pretty i mean I, we could go on for literally five hours and just talk about the, <laughs> which we won't do but it's pretty cool it's pretty cool because what you're saying the subalpine it's interesting i see a bunch of guys in blinds now or sitting in front of like ducks and, and, and snow geese with subalpine. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, very cool. And it, your it system, you're talking about reverse cold weather hoodie with some Timberline pants and, and the uh, dew point. Holy shit, man, that's an awesome system for, for waterfowl. And it's an awesome system for deer, for moose, for elk, for turkey. So there you go. Perfect. You know, that's. that's that that would be a great alternative, you know. If someone shows up to your blinds in subalpine, you're not going to laugh at them because you're not wearing marsh, right? You're right. like, oh, yeah, hell, man. Exactly. So, Dave, my my brother is a is a whitetail fanatic, big game fanatic, but but really a whitetail fanatic, and he's he's done quite well. Um, the last few years have been pretty successful. Any before COVID, he had traveled started to travel quite a bit to Indiana, Virginia, different places like that to hunt deer. And, uh, man, he has really bought in big time to Sitka. And uh, he's got the incinerator. He's got the incinerator suit. Uh, He's got the fanatic suit. Like, 
this is coming from a guy who who just like that's his gig and wow. uh, that that's that's what he does and he uses that you know faithfully and really believes in it so i i sent him a text just while we were doing this and i said hey you know what's what's your favorite piece and, and what do you like about sitka because you know you use it a lot you have quite a bit of the gear you've invested a lot of money and uh he said he he's big into the functionality that's put in every piece uh, the detail of everything that's geared around quietness and ease of accessibility um, zippered pockets how they stitch it together and give you range of motion motion yeah. sorry and uh he said the fanatic suits must so that's coming from a guy who is you know putting a big time basis on being quiet and spending a lot of time in the woods so yeah if you're if you're looking to be super quiet and hunting at a close range and a little bit cooler environment to cooler to cold environment there is nothing like nothing even remotely close to as silent and as comfortable and, and windproof and highly water resistant as the fanatic the fanatic is it's not a jacket and pant and bib to like do a lot of fast walking i mean if you still hunt properly and do your 100 feet every 10 minutes yeah that that you can get away with it but if you're going to be standing in a tree stand for eight ten hours standing or sitting or whatever in yeah. an open stand mm-hmm. there is nothing even remotely you know you can draw at 20 yards without without the without an animal hearing you so that that's proven like scientifically through our our, our sound room at gore and with other help from other like sound um, uh, specialists or scientists whatever yeah we actually had a gig called the science of sound um that was the big thing a year or two ago when we came out with it and so yeah the fanatic it's not for everyone like someone's gonna hunt a little bit earlier or wants to walk does a lot of walking like me i'll probably gravitate more to the stratus right and then i'll throw a fanatic a fanatic vest over top if i get really cold but Besides that, yeah, it's a it's probably our number one selling piece is is the is, or suit is the um is the fanatic. Yeah, I love that he loves it. That's awesome. Oh yeah, he, he he spends a lot of time deer hunting. He's a he's a he's shot a bunch of deer archery rifle. Like when he goes down to Indiana, he hunts archery down there. And uh, up here, it's it's a mixture of both. He 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 does do archery up here as well, and he's he's done quite well with it. But I mean that guy is. He's to he's to uh, whitetail what we would be to waterfowl like that's that's his gig. Okay. Him and I him and I both went different ways. He's always kind of been into big game, and I on the other hand was always into waterfowl. So and then you know when he wants to, if I ever felt like I wanted to go after and try to shoot a deer, he'd be the guy I'd talk to. And and uh, same oh, for cool. him with waterfowl. So um, once I started using it, it was just another thing, right? Like I talked about it and. You know, he saw the pieces, and of course, we're just about the same size, so he tried some of my stuff on, and then uh, he he started buying the uh, the whitetail specific suits, and I mean, he's just yeah, he's just full on. He's got a pile of stuff there, and it does it. I what? mean, it, it works. He wouldn't he wouldn't spend the money, or he wouldn't he wouldn't wear it if it didn't work. But I mean, that guy spends a lot of time in a tree. <laughs> he really does. He doesn't just go for a couple hours, like. He goes before daylight and he'll sit till damn near dark if he had to. Like he's he's dedicated yeah. that way. So, you know. Yeah. And and to be if you're that dedicated, you need something that's gonna be able to allow you to dedicate yourself that long. And and so um the, the Sitka line is, is is basically that thing. I mean, 
you know, probably people are, you know, the seven listeners that are out there, maybe yeah. two or three will embrace the product. Um, but you know what? Five years ago, I was like, okay, for every 10 people, I may get one, maybe two people. Well, now, wow, it's almost like half the people that I talk to have either switched or considering switching over to and, and spending, investing in themselves. I'm not yeah. talking money. They're investing in their, in French, we say in their bien and their wellness, yeah. their well-being. Okay, so... Uh, and and I'm hoping to bring that number a little bit higher at some point in time. But you know, I'm super satisfied what's happening. A lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is people influencing other people, just based off of. I, I get so many super sweet, really nice comments. People say, "Hey, you know what?" And a lot of them are fishermen. Hey, you know, I was just out in the lake and it was blowing super hard. It was a super nice day when it started, but I'm sure glad I had my downpour jacket. And I just use it all the time now. It's that's that's my jacket for fishing. I'm like, well, that's so cool. Because rather than only use it ten days during deer season, now he's using it for thirty days during the summer or fall for fishing. So he feels like he's really got this money's worth. Big time. And, and, and so, I mean it's it's your it's your go to stuff. You know when you get it, you can just when you take it, just even the packaging, you can tell, like, Jesus is nice stuff. And then you get it out and you put it on, it's like wow, like this is not something that I'm just going to leave in the closet. Like I'm going to wear this as, as much as I can. And then, you know, you're absolutely right. Just like anything, uh, word of mouth is, is the best form of advertisement. And, and I mean, like I said earlier, when people get into the blind with us and if the, you know, there's, we'll say six to 10 of us there on certain days and the majority of the people have it on, I mean, we have that conversation all the time, don't we, Ryan? Yeah, we do. About why we like it, why we wear it, and I mean, why would you lie about that? I mean, we, we wear it because it works, you know. It, yeah, it's not a fashion statement. It's, it's not. It's because it works. It, <laughs> it, it works. It You know, it's, it's uh, like you said, they've, they've definitely got the science in there, and I just don't know what, el- what else would compare, to be honest with you. Like, it, it's... So far... I haven't found anything except for some brands that are in the Alpine market or skiing market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and- like Arcteryx uses this lot of our fabrics from Gore. They use a lot of Gore-Tex. So I would say that if you had a high-end outerwear from Arcteryx and you were, you were willing to wear something solid color, yeah. it would be on some level similar to a couple of our things, but there are just some products that we just use our, we have, we say Gore, this is not really the right thickness or feel in the to hand. So we need you to come up with a new textile for us for this jacket and this bit. And they do, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, just when you watch the videos and how they test certain garments, like you were saying earlier, that they don't test this stuff on their consumers like <clears throat> by the time it hits the shelves like you can bet they've put some pile of money into making sure that this is exactly by design what they wanted and that you right. are going to get your value and you know you're going to be happy with it exactly and then, like i said at that three to five year development stage where you know, they're not just going to throw something together for the sake of throwing it together. And if they discontinue something 
it's because it really is not up to snuff or we've come out with something that's so much better because we hate to up you know, it kind of sucks when you buy something and then like two years later like oh okay this is the new improved version mm. and it's gonna happen it's gonna continue to happen because we're gonna try to push the limits of how thin we can make something in terms of insulation but still get the warmth value exactly and that'll yeah. happen this year we have a couple pieces this year that you know it, it but your old stuff still super super good and you don't necessarily have to switch over maybe five years down the road you may want to switch over but we very rarely make updates and if we do it's because it's a huge improvement over what we had right or we didn't have the technology at the time to integrate if we had we would have done it it's not like we plan it out <laughs> excuse me um so yeah i mean all i can say is you're if your listeners want to contact me personally i do this all the time hey what's the you know if have questions or or comments um i'm totally down for that so you guys want to give out my just tell them to contact me on facebook or on on instagram and i'll certainly accept their their um their message request and uh and try to help people out decide what's the best and most um well thought out system for them because that's what it is. We're talking about systems. We put together hunting and outdoor solutions and systems. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I really feel like that's kind of not only the motto, but kind of the culture behind Sitka anyway. Like, you know, anybody that wants to talk to us about it, like, we've, we're passionate about it. It's, it's, it's a product that you can be passionate about and, and you know, be proud to talk about and tell people, hey, if, you know, if you invest some money in yourself and get yourself these couple pieces to get started, you won't be sorry. You don't mind laying your name down on the line for this stuff. No, so, I think like, you're right. Whatsoever. I mean, and that's, yeah, the, the culture behind it, uh, we talked about that earlier a little bit, is, is really, really cool, I find. Very grassroots. Yeah. When it it's gotten really big in terms of our sales but the soul of the company has never, ever changed, which is super impressive to me because, you know, most of these companies now that are actually kind of, let's say, I would say legit, like First Light, um, QU, and stuff like that. I'm not saying they're necessarily the same quality or they don't function as they say, but they're good. You know, like, you know, Steve Ranella with, with Meat Eater, dude, that guy is like solid, okay? He, yeah. He educates He's, you know, he's got, he, wear, he, he embraces his brand. Um, and that's good. The problem is, is it's all direct to consumer. Well, well maybe it's good for the consumer because it's direct, but it really doesn't allow for, you know, it doesn't allow people to really embrace kind of like the whole community and, and dealer network and that extra, you know, that extra effort in terms of like a, a company, like being part of the tribe. Okay. Cause it's the Sitka tribe. Big time. And, um, there's something about that, you know, people sharing their experiences and, and stuff like that. And like you guys and, and allowing me this, you know, this time to come and, and talk. Well, I'd like to give back to like the people that, you get, that are listening to you or, or people or buddies of yours that maybe just need that extra little push. I mean, if people just went out and bought one piece, I think for you guys, it would probably be like the people just went out and bought the gradient hoodie. Yep. They probably wear the gradient hoodie like all the time. All and they the can time. Get it they wear it in solid colors or in camo, whatever they want, or the concealment um, colors that we have. 
it's like not that huge of an investment and it would be something they would wear in the evenings in the summer when it gets the temperature gets down right through under a winter jacket if they had to you know um so you know like you said start out slow start out with a couple of of items that uh will be functional and i think that people will end up being okay i get it now i i, I get it you know it's 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 different it's special and um you know, I know I sound like you know, a freaking used car salesman, and I don't, really don't want to come across like that. But I'm super passionate about the line that I represent because I truly believe in it. It's not like, you know, it's not like a kind of like a, just a, a a tagline that I, I, I repeat. It's because I use the stuff. You know, I hunt right. myself. They don't hire reps that don't hunt. That it's not w- like exactly. you have a bunch of guys that are from the car industry that used to sell cars. We're we're all from the outdoor industry. Everyone that works at Sitka has either hunts or fishes passionately. Mm. And you're absolutely right. I mean, we, we, we feel the same way Like when we're talking to people about it. At the end of the day, it just comes down to just try it. Here, just uh, like I'll, you know, I'll, give, I'll give people a piece to wear. Like, here, try, try this on. Try this on and wear it this morning. You know, try this vest. Try this jacket or wear my Hudson or see what you think of it. Put it on. Shoot with it some. Like, see what you think. Like yeah. you, you, you won't, you won't be sorry. Like you will invest in this and this will be the best piece of gear, hunting gear you've probably ever bought. You know, you can yeah. just tell when you pick it up that there was some thought that went into it. It's not a gimmick. It works, you know, so. Well, testament from you guys, like from, from you and Ryan and, and Wes, I mean, you guys are the guys that are hunting, I don't know how many days, but a lot of days, and putting it through the same sort of test that we would, some of our, our, our athletes would be putting it through, like if it was a new product. And so I guess the endorsement coming from you guys is even that much uh, stronger um, than, say, for some of the that sells stuff for a living, which is me. Um, and that's why I'm really happy to talk to you guys. And if ever... You know, there should be enough questions where there's a bunch of people that have questions and you want to do another short little podcast to kind of like answer those questions. I'd be totally down with that. I mean, it, 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 it's that's 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 what we're here for is to try to build this, continue to build this community. But I think the Maritimes is the place where we have the chance for the most growth, for the most people to kind of be introduced to Sitka. Um, it's kind of like this mythical unicorn for a lot of people. Sitka, yeah, I heard about it. I see a couple of boys, you know, that use it every once in a while, but I don't really know much about it because there's not that many stores in, in Atlantic Canada or in the Maritimes. Right. That, that care, you know? Well, yeah. that's the thing. A lot of people like to go. It's like me ordering online. Like, I'd like to be able to try a piece on right. um, before I order it, right? But I've, I've got enough Sitka gear now. I know the fits the two different fits that i use and i'm pretty comfortable ordering but you know what i mean like a lot of people want to see it in person and know what it's like because they're they do have a lot of gear like when you go on their website it's intimidating and now they're coming out even more with the the rancher lines and the work lines yeah uh like you almost got to go on their site monthly to keep yourself updated like they got a lot of stuff i love that like like i said those back 40 pants like Mm -hmm. i wear them every day love them absolutely love them yeah they're they're pretty cool pants and 
that's our everyday like workwear. Yep. And yeah, like the harvester shirt and the and yeah, there's just there's so many cool things that we that we make. Um, it's a smaller part of our business. <clears throat> Obviously, you know the the Optifade patterns are are the core. But we are starting to make a lot of inroads in, in shops that I never thought we would. They're like, hey, yeah, you know what? We want to try some of this everyday stuff because people, once they start wearing kind of like Patagonia, if yep. you wore a really nice Patagonia jacket, like, oh, I'm going to wear one of their shirts. Or it's kind of like Sims yep. for fly fishing, yep. you know? And so Sitka is that brand um, that now people are, are, are identifying with. It's, I got to admit, it's kind of a cool logo as well. And, and people also embrace things like that too. And, and, and we're not, you know, we're not, um, uh, blind to that, but even when it's workwear, it's all thought out. It's not just like a regular cut, you know, they'll say that, well, this is a little bit cut more for this or whatever. Yep. Then you follow people online, like Instagram, I follow this girl, Alex Templeton and her dad yep. out in Missouri. And, and I mean, they're so everyday regular people and you know you you just watch and you and you see that they're wearing the stuff as they're farming. You're like, shit, man. You know that's okay. I, I get it. You know. And Alex and so is le- she is before. legit too. Like she, I met her down Holy. at the sheep show, and and she's a really number one, just a really you know salt of the earth, nice person. But yep. you know she she's a legit outdoors woman and farmer. <laughs> you know she is. Uh, more legit than most legit like uh, guys or gals out there. She's yeah. um yeah, the real. She's the real real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's totally the real deal. And we're super grateful and, and, and lucky to have her. But I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of really great um, uh, ambassadors, and and I think that you guys are are awesome ex- ambassadors. And I I, I want to thank you because we we don't talk all that much, and and I'm kind of really liking the fact that we're talking now because. Maybe we'll turn into, uh, you know, when we're able to a visit and kind of, you know, pal around. Why you guys show me down there what you guys do and you know, come on up here and, and check out what we do here. And and I think it's important to kind of form those um those bond when we're like like minded uh, people to kind of form those bonds together. And I I, I embrace and, and appreciate the opportunity that you guys are giving me today to kind of talk with you guys. Awesome. Yeah, well, we really, we really appreciate having you on, and I think that's a really good idea because you know we're we're spread out across this country so far and wide a lot of times. Um, yeah. But in our situation, we're not that far at all, and it doesn't seem no. like it's all that far off that um, we're going to be able to travel a little more. So yeah, yep. that would be awesome. We'd love to have you up for a hunt. We, or down that'd I guess. be really cool i would yeah. love to come down this we, fall for, we, we, yeah we'd love to we'd love to have you in the blind because uh yeah we talked about that this morning before we actually get on and thought geez we should have we should have dave down here because it's been forever man since we since we saw you regardless of COVID, it's it's been forever i know everybody's busy but it, it definitely would yeah. be good to have you through for sure well, you know, this last couple of years, I've been just trying to like uh, piece together a good, a solid territory and, and keep my job. And now, uh, now that I've kind of achieved that, um, I, I'm going to have a little bit more time. And now I've got more places to go and visit. You know, I want to go down there and see uh, Ross and, and Justin at the, the gun dealer. Yep. And I also want to see Bob Martell down at uh, Young Guns. And hopefully, hopefully there'll be a couple other shops that may want to embrace uh, the brand and, and, and come on board and give more Maritimers uh, uh, places to, to choose their, their Sitka, 
you know? I think you made a really good point there, too, about how, you know, like, Ryan, you were talking about wanting to try it on, and, and you know, the more that if you are going to buy just a couple pieces um, or anything, you know, it's good to support those dealers because the more that they can shove out the door, the more that they'll want to bring in in the following years. And right. uh, you talked about price point and everything like that. And, and, I mean, those guys are willing to work with you. So um, I can give you that the price, because the, what we have is called map pricing, minimum advertised price. So no matter where you buy it, Calgary, B.C., Quebec, wherever, it's all the same price. If it's 199 it's 199 If it's 129 it's 129 Except for these rare opportunities, which we are in one right now as of yesterday, what's called an off-map period. So dealers are allowed to, if they want to, and if they have enough inventory, go 20% off on, like I think, 10 items of each color. Okay, So let's say they only carry, because not everyone carries every color, but let's say they all have, let's say some have waterfowl, marsh, and, and subalpine. Well, they're allowed to pick 10 things in their line. Now, the problem here in Canada is that it sold so well last year that almost no one has, like, tons of inventory. But if they, right now, even online at Sitka, it's 20 off. But <clears throat> if you buy online, you're going to not necessarily save any money at all. Probably... Like I said, probably maybe sometimes a little bit more expensive, especially getting dinged with a, a brokerage charge to bring it over. We got duties, exchange rate, and you've got, you know, the, the shipping. So I really highly encourage people to to, to, to to visit their dealer. And if not, you know what? The dealer can most likely order it for you and be there within a week. Just go try something on in their store. And if it has the same sort of fit, performance fit or standard fit or expeditious fit you can you can you can bet your bottom dollar that it's going to come exactly that same fit in the in the package when you order it through a dealer if you have to then order online it doesn't really it, it, it you know it matters to me for the for the dealers because i really want our dealers to succeed but um you know as long as you're wearing sitka um and are happy with it you know the way that you get it is up to you but uh, it really helps out the dealers when we support them. I mean, we always talk about buying local and, you know, well, let's put our money where our mouth is and go and, you know, help out these dealers. Especially it's now. Cool. I mean, as you know, we're <sighs> yeah. all, we're all small business owners here. And, and I mean, you know, more so now than ever, the small yeah. businesses are, are, are what makes our, our towns and our counties and, and things like that. So being able to support those people, if we can, is, Super important. At this and it's point. been a tough year for a lot of retailers too. You know, it's kind of we want to if we want to have shops to shop in, we need to kind of start reaching out to these shops and 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 you know kind of going back to them and you know and uh, and supporting them because they've had a tough run of it. You know, they've had a real tough run. Yeah, no question. Um, yeah. Dave down in in Bozeman, uh, Sitka made like a new store or. Did they make a new warehouse? Did I see something about it, that? No, they made this new, um, what do they call it, uh, concept shop. So basically it's it's kind of like, well, it's a store in Bozeman that shows every single piece that we have. And it's a store you can buy. You know, you just walk into the store, but it has every single size and every single style or just about on the floor for people to go. So people are in Bozeman. For sure, check that out. It just got launched like what, two, three weeks ago. Yep. 
Yeah, I saw something about that on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they didn't make like a huge push or anything like that because um, that's just not Sitka style. But but yeah, it's it's supposed to be like super beautiful store in terms of the fixtures and the way they merchandise it. And I've seen some of the pictures. So yeah, it's a it's a new store that they put together in Bozeman. Yeah, that's not awesome. too far away the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, warehouse. We don't have a warehouse in Bozeman. Excuse me, our head office, I should say. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. How's the salmon fishery looking up there this year? It's uh, water is actually you know low for this time of year. Probably like you guys, it's unbelievable how early spring was and how I wouldn't say dry of a spring, but kind of like we're getting rain like mostly here on the coast, not necessarily in the mountains, but. It's looking good. I mean, we're here in Quebec. We're really lucky because we have really healthy salmon rivers, you know, compared to some of the places in, in New Brunswick, unfortunately. Mm. But um, it's looking good. I mean, I'm blessed to live on the Cascopedia, which is like the granddaddy of them all uh, for big fish, especially. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. It starts in four days, man. It's the 28th and it starts on the first. So I'll be out there for sure. Right on. Have you got any? Have you got any clients this year, or most of your clients American? No, I have. I have a bunch of them. Uh, I did, I had like maybe two cancellations from Americans. The the ones that are the biggest heartbreaks are my buddies from New Brunswick and from PEI and from Nova Scotia that usually come. You know, had to cancel out for a second year yeah. in a row. Um, a lot of those people try to switch into September because they 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 know they'll be able to come. So, I could talk to my buddies down uh, from PEI. As a matter of fact, yesterday. And they're like, yeah, we're coming in September instead of uh... – so I did okay. You know, I, 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 I filled in last year with a bunch of people from Quebec and Ontario and, and, and Alberta. And this year is pretty much the same, pretty much the same. So hopefully things will get back to normal and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to fishing with our, our friends like we did before. But um, it didn't affect me too, too much. I, I probably lost, you know, eight or ten days for sure. Right on. You know, I don't, is that all you? Is that what you outfit for or guide for mostly? Is just salmon? Or? When I used to have my outfitter's license and I used to be an outfitter with a lodge, I used to do bear, deer, moose, and salmon was my primary species, and I would do a little bit of the other stuff. Um, and now all I do is maybe 40, 50 days of guiding just to kind of keep on guiding the people I've been guiding for 20, 25 years. Cause I love to fish with them and they love to fish with me for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause I can be a real cocksucker every once in a while. You know? <laughs> um, Can't we all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's boot camp when you come fishing with Dave. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I do it out of the love of doing it. I just really am jazz. And, and thankfully for me, it's kind of my off season for Sitka. You know, I come back and kind of take my Mondays and Fridays off so that I can get in and out of the, the office to, to stay in touch with people. But I still allow myself, you know, through a four-month period, you know, maybe 10 days a, a month. And, and, and it's fun. It keeps me in the game and pertinent, and, and, I, and I love it. I just, I just love it. And then my wife embraces uh, the, the, the sport, and she got into it last year. So it's kind of fun to be able to. You know, hunt and fit. Well, I don't hunt with her yet, but um, fish with your with your spouse. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it it seems like there's a a big following for women in in the fishing industry more so even than the than the hunting industry. Yeah, now. it's crazy. Yeah, my son's kind of following a little bit in my footsteps. He's a a guide for Micmac Outfitters here on the Cascopedia for the last five years. That's awesome. And yeah, he does that in the summer, and he does his translation gig uh, 
outside of the season. So yeah, he's totally stoked. Everyone is really like, this is Cascopedia, you know, this is, it, the, it runs, the, you know, right through our veins and, and the entire town is connected in some way, shape or form to the river. Yeah. It's like, it's cool. Jobs dependent. Yeah. That, that depend on this in a super small community. So it, whether it be our neighboring, uh, 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 reserve, um, First Nations Reserve uh, here at Geskabigag or Cascopedia, St. Jules and, and the surrounding area. There's a lot of people that really, really depend on this river and the Bonaventure and the Petite Cascopedia for employment and for, you know, to make their, 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 their pokey in the, <laughs> for, the, for the winter. Yeah. The way it is, you know. Yeah, the reality of, uh, of the Maritimes and the, in, in, in the regions. That's a good life. You know, to, to to work to work outside and guide, and I mean, certainly we've had some rivers here in our province that at one time were really good for that, and and now they've certainly gone way downhill. But I mean, history is is still there. Hopefully, at some point that right. might come back. But it's certainly been a lot of changes that way. Yeah, there have for sure, for sure. No, we're su- we're yeah. Listen, we're super blessed to be to living here in the east. I mean. We may be a little bit remote. We may be far away from all the big centers, but I embrace that. I, I decided rather than be based in, you know, let's say Ottawa or Montreal or Quebec City to be like right in the middle of my territory and make it easy for driving. I decided like quality of life over convenience for business. And I live 11 hours from, you know, or nine and a half hours or 10 hours from, from Montreal. You know, it's a six-hour trip to you know to get to kind of my dealers, but I just plan ahead, get on the road, stay on the road a little bit longer, get my work done, and come home. And when I come home, I'm like, oh my god, so glad to be out of the city. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the the majority of your time is is uh, spent in the wilderness on the river. Oh yeah, no, I'm super blessed. I'm super super blessed. So yeah, well, you no, can tell, it. like growing growing up there, you know, it's like anybody, you know, no different than Julian Ryan. I mean be hard for him to leave the ocean where he lives, you know, and where you live on the, where you live on the, on the river, Dave, and you kind of grew up there. Now you said one thing about, uh, being born in Connecticut. Where, whereabouts were you born there? Um, well, I was actually born in New York city, but at a year old, I moved to Simsbury, Connecticut, which is kind of like, kind of like Northern middle part of, you know, maybe. How close is that to, uh, Brooklyn, Connecticut? Do you know where that is? Well, Brookline is more down south, okay. um, so it'd probably be maybe an hour, probably an hour away. Okay. Um, Simsbury is like you know where I don't know if you know where Springfield, Massachusetts is, but yeah. it's only like hour, like not even an hour from there. So, um, we're like in the northern part of of uh, we were in the northern part of Connecticut. Um, but I, but I love it there. It was kind of like when I grew up there. It was kind of like farm country. It was like you know very rural. But I'm telling you, 18 years old, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there and go to the White Mountains of New Hampshire. And I, I kept on wanting to go back to more savage wilderness, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's why I ended up, you know, being here. Um, you know, Cascopedia has a population of like 500 in St. Jules, where I live on the other side of the river is maybe 1,200. Right. And those are, you know, that's the average for most of the towns around here. You may get some towns that get four, you know, three, 4,000 people. Not much more than that. The whole entire Gas Bay Peninsula has less than 100,000 people, and it's like 300 kilometers long by 160 kilometers, like, across, or wide. So 
it's a lot of landmass for a very, very, very sparse population, and we love it that way. Yeah, it's pretty much you know the the story of our whole country. You know, there's our yeah. our country is still very wild, and uh, you know to to live in a place like that is is awesome, right? And and to have everybody that kind of bases their life in some way, shape, or form off the river, like that's almost right. unheard of in a lot of places that you you get around in the States for sure. Like Canada is still super wild and you can still find a lot of little nooks and crannies, little small towns, four or 500 people like that, that everybody knows everybody by name. <laughs> sometimes it's a positive, sometimes it's not so positive, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Yeah. You know, when there's, when there, when there's a, let's say a tragedy that strikes or if there's something that people need to rally around a family or something like that, that's what the beauty of, of, of small town living is, is that people just kind of put aside whatever they may, may or may not have. And people just, you know, help. And, um, I see that unfortunately sometimes there's tragedies that happen a little bit too often, but every time something happens, people rally. And I think that is like, you just can't repeat that in a city or even in a rural, well, in a, let's say a suburb. It's, it really, you need to be like in, in New Brunswick where you guys live or where I live here in, in, in far east, you know, the regions of Quebec or, you know, anywhere else in these small towns, you know, people just rally behind people. Um, it has its inconveniences too. Sometimes, you know, people sometimes are jealous. I mean, listen, we all know the same reality, yep. but I would say there's a lot more positives than there are any negatives to, you know, to drawbacks, you know, you just keep yourself, you know, out of those, uh, out of those little, uh, Keep yourself Dudes. out of trouble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you just, yeah. I think that people are, are basically very decent and, and very caring in, um, in the regions more than, let's say, the city. I mean, I go to the city and I, I can see immediately people's attitudes, whether it be at a counter, like, you know, if I go to pay for gas or a restaurant or yeah. just in general, people are just angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I get angry when I drive in Montreal. Or, or Toronto. I mean, forget about Toronto, man. Definitely. I, I mean, I just can't do it. Well, just I, wa- I, just walk I, into a gas station and hold the door for the next person behind you. That they look like you're. Like, they look the, at yeah, you. They, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Co- no. Co- yeah. Why would you no. get out of my way? Yeah. 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 Um, no. You're. Dave, is there anybody, are you the only guy in Canada, or is there some other guys across the country? For Sitka. No, there's one. There's there's uh, my counterpart in uh, in Western Canada, uh, Western Canada, Todd Scarf, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, is also also kind of the same sort of path as me. Was in the fly fishing industry uh, as a rep for a while, and owns a uh, a company called Upstream Adventures in Terrace, British Columbia. Uh, big steelhead guide, really, really great uh, guide for for fishing, and I, I think he does a little hunting, but. A, a guy who's hunting, but he's like, he's the real deal. His name is uh, Todd Scarf. He's a really, really cool dude. Another guy, what I really respect him about, he's not on social media at all, except for maybe a little bit Instagram. But the guy is like the real deal. He's always in a boat or on a, you know, a river somewhere or, or hiking some mountain. He's, um, he's a really, really good, um, really good uh, ambassador and a good rep for, for Sitka. He right. does Western Canada. Yeah. His, his so he does Manitoba West. And I do 
I do from the Manitoba border of Ontario East. Awesome. Okay. Deadly. Yep. So just the just the the two you saying? Just the two of us do all of Canada. It's we have the two largest geographical territories with the smallest number of potential dealers out of all the reps for for Sitka. Awesome. Yeah. And we're still crushing it. I mean, like this year and last year, I mean, we're like, we're crushing it now. And that's thanks to, and I have to shout out to all the people that are supporting Sitka, but especially guys like you that, that whether it be like, you know, right out in your face, like talking about it or just by posting pictures of you guys using the stuff in real life situations, it does make a huge difference. And, and I want to thank you guys. And obviously we talked about supporting this podcast so that you're, your your listeners might be able to get in a little bit of Sitka. Mm. So once we solidify that, I know we've talked about it, but I'm going to be throwing some 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 product your way to kind of do some giveaways. So awesome. hopefully that helps you guys um get a little bit more uh, 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 subscribers and listeners. And um, you know we can maybe set some goals when they when you hit like you know whatever X number, we'll we'll kind of like up the ante until you guys hit like you know your 500 or thousand uh, subscribers and. We can maybe make motivate some people to, to go that way by getting some cool uh, some cool uh, product out there to them. That that would be deadly. We yeah, can, that's great. We would we would love that, and I know that the people that listen to this would love that too. Everybody loves a good giveaway with quality stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that that would yeah. be awesome. It's it's far. And one more thing, I guess I don't know, Ryan, if you've got anything else you want to throw at him, but uh, is. As far as support in Canada, I know like a lot of companies have pro staffs, things like that. Sitka doesn't really seem to go that route. Is is there any is there anything like that in Canada, or is everything pretty much organic? Well, there's a lot of organic. So, so the way that I understand it, and even for us as reps, we're kind of sometimes like they they do a great thing at Sitka. They take us totally out of that equation. Mm, so, like, because it seems like, like hey, the. I want to Sorry, yeah, it's go not ahead. a rep's place to decide who's going to be a pro. It is our, our place sometimes to support someone to help our territory as an influencer. Like, yeah. that's how you and I started off. And then I'm like, yeah. you know what? Not really my job. Yeah. Now I'm going to shoot you to this dude to see whether or not you. So I would say that if someone is aspiring to be a pro or a, 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 an influencer for Sitka, first of all, get your numbers up on Social media, man, it's all about digital content. We don't do, I don't know if you noticed, but you will not see us in any magazines yeah. ever. Yeah. Except for other people using our patterns on their guns or scopes or whatever. We are like a digital marketing company. So if you're savvy and you're like, oh, I can really contribute and, and influence people, well, Sitka will take a look at you. And like, I think it's McCormick or there's a couple of guys that, that take care of that. Mm-hmm. But there is like I think there's an affiliate program you can go online. I think it's on the Sitka site where there's you can read about it. There's I think it's called an affiliate program. Where the, the guide, like a, the, there's a guide, there's a guide outfitter program on there. There's a guide outfitter program, um, and that you that doesn't go through me. That goes right to a different department. Now, if if you need to have proof of employment as a guide or be a certified guide, but it's not like I guide 10 days out of the year. That doesn't make you a guide. If, if that's like, let's say, your primary source of revenue, or at least a good one, mm. well, they'll, they'll definitely take a look. But it's one thing about Sitka is they, they're super active on making sure that people don't 
cheat the system because right. that's just nature. Oh, I'll buy, you know, I'll buy some for me and then I'll buy it for my buddies. Nope. Mm. If people do that, they get whacked and they get kicked off the program and then they're very sad after that. Um, so I tell people, listen, just be legit. And every once in a while, once a year, you're on the pro program, right? I think. Yeah. Or yeah. Pro yeah. They offer you to buy for family and friends like once a year, right? Yeah. They send you out a coupon code. You're not even buying. You just send it to your, to your brother or your sister or whatever, or your wife. And they use this code for a one-time shot on buying stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool, but even doing that, I'm telling you, the, the pro program, by the time it gets over here, it's, 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 we don't have the, like, the most awesome program for pros because everything's in U.S. dollars. Yeah. Right now, it's awesome because the American dollar is taking a shit kicking compared to ours, so it's a little bit better. But <clears throat> unless you're, like, uh, being sponsored, um, yeah, it's a great little program, but it's not, um, you know, they're not giving the farm away and they don't have to. That's, that's the thing. And I mean, uh, you said it exactly right. Like when we, we started, um, when we met each other and we started dealing together and then you shipped me over to, to, uh, Matt McCormick and, you know, every year, you know, Matt and I talk back and forth and I'm sending them stuff and, and, uh, I guess it's, they call it an ambassador program. What, what I do with him, but it's been, super like different from any other company the way that they run that you know they they want you to be involved they want that yeah they do they want you to be involved They're, they are watching your content and and what you put on there but they don't like they they want it to be organic like they they don't it doesn't need to be like soup they don't want anything super staged i mean look at look at all their content yeah. it's very like all of matt's pictures and stuff are very in the moment grassroots like you can really you can when you look at the pictures you can almost feel what it must have been like to be there you know so right they're, they're very thoughtful behind that stuff so content has to be pretty spot on but man they from that point of view and and you know uh dealing with you and and matt and, and ryan bassam when he was there i met him at the world he's not right. there anymore but ryan was a great guy and, uh yeah they're they've just been so super good and supportive 100 percent. like you know some of the best people i've ever met and worked with for sure there are some very very quality people at sitka that uh, i really look up to i mean you know i i i really look up to them i'm like you know i want to be i want to that that guy kind of embraces oh did you see the new oh my god this guy is like over the top cool did you see the new um the last punk it's called the last punk thing to do. Hang on a second. The spearfishing one. The last punk, punk rock thing left. Yeah, I was gonna watch it last night, and I forgot. I see it's on the homepage. If you like, yeah. So I'm, I just watched part two, but watch part one and then part two. This dude, the guy there, I can't remember his name. I, I, I'm sorry. This guy is like the real deal. He's he's like his ethos, his way of looking at life. And, and the films that we make are, are extraordinary. But, you know, every once in a while, they'll fall on, like, certain people that kind of just, that just um, really en encompass the entire ethos of what Sitka is and why we're there and the people 
that we deal with and the people that actually work for the company are very similar. This guy is over the top. He's a, you know, a professional surf, big wave surfer, spear fisherman, bow hunter. And I, I would encourage everyone to go and, and check out that, that video because it is, I was like, wow, man, I, I made a comment to, to Sitka. And it's really weird. You know how many thousands of comments they get? Sitka this morning, I get like a, like, you know, thumbs up for my comment. I mean, I'm the rep. They don't know me that I'm the rep because it's just like some Instagram account. But they actually have people reading comments and seeing what people feel, you know, about present. the people. Exactly. Yeah. And that you don't get with a lot of these other big companies that do multiple things, sell firearms and sell accessories. We do one thing. We sell hunting clothing. And one of the <laughs> things that we really... Uh, we've sat here and talked about it before. One of the things we really like about Sitka is is that, you know, the outdoor industry has always been like, you know, there's, we'll just say, just throwing a number out there. There's a dozen people that are at the top of the food chain, you know, like uh, that you see on TV shows. There's like Bill Jordan and, you know, let's throw his name in there, Rut Daniels and, <laughs> you know, pe- pe- people like that. But, but Sitka is like, you know, here's this, the last punk rock thing left, like, Who's this guy? N- never heard of him before, but we're going to learn about him. Obviously, they see value in him, and I love that, that they that it's just, you know, people just completely just excelling, doing their thing, what, what they love, experiencing the outdoors, and they just, you know, they're completely random to us, people we've never even heard of, and, and they just tell their story, and it's so cool to, to see just the wide spectrum of people that they have and and uh, what that company encompasses that way. It, it's just really cool, I think. Yeah. They, they embrace it, like, from duck carvers. Like, you know, I mean, you know, like, they really delve into the soul of the hunting community, and they're not even talking about their products. They're just talking about these people. And sure, the guy may have a, a, a shirt or a jacket on. And that's, that's cool. That that's That's why they're embracing the the you know they're, they're trying to push the product but it's such a soft sell it's not even a sale you know like yeah even the people talking they're talking about their passions and about their loves of of hunting and their or, or their their artwork or or their ethos in life and how they want to be a sustainable better human for the planet and sitka doesn't be like oh yeah and they do that because they're wearing this no it has nothing to do with that sitka is, is like i said it's a tribe mm. and people it's 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 a way of life. Yeah. And I would probably have to sum it up as saying those who embrace sustainable living and want to be as independent off the grid eating organic, you know, organic foods, um, you know, raise their own vegetables and maybe like, you know, have some chickens. I would say that would be the model <laughs> the model Sitka person, you know, guy or gal. Yeah. And and it's not about the big game hunters going to shoot, you know, the six by six elk or, or whatever it's, or, or, you know, a big score, a Boone and Crockett. It's more about the person that's going to put in that time to go out and the love of it, whether they shoot or they don't shoot, you know, and the people that want to perfect their calling and they want to perfect their, you know, hone their skills on this or that. I, I think that's what Sitka is about more than, than anything else. And I think the people that 
once you start wearing the, the gear and you, but you delve into the website a little bit more and you start reading about the people that are kind of involved, then you get it. Then you kind of feel kind of like, okay, if, if I'm not there in my life, that may be something I want to aspire to, or this might motivate me to be a little bit more independent and think about maybe where my food comes from a little bit more. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a pretty unique company in terms of the way it functions and the way that, um, the, the the soul of, of hunting, it really comes through and it's not re- really relevant about the products. It's it's how the products later on can maybe help you achieve, um, you know, that level of independence, you know, living off the land um, in kind of like a roundabout way. It's not like cramming it down your throat type of thing. Well, cool, Dave. Listen, man, we we uh, really, really appreciate you coming on and, and uh, doing this with us and uh, t- taking the time out of your your busy schedule to do this and uh yeah it's been a it's been a good session informative and yeah thanks boys i really really appreciate the opportunity and uh sorry for the rambling and but you know i'm i i love i love everything about what i'm doing with this company and and appreciate what you guys are doing with us um i don't feel like people work for us they kind of work with us and it's kind of like a email so thanks thanks for the opportunity Keep on keeping on, and I can't wait to see you guys this fall to to uh, hopefully uh, shoot some, some some ducks. Yeah, let's, let's set something up. Absolutely, man. We definitely we definitely need to get you in the blind. It's it's an experience all of its own. <laughs> oh, I, I get that coming through your videos. So keep on doing that. They're awesome. I like keep on doing that. They're really really cool. Well, we've got a we've got a ton of of media coming out this year. We've really just you know decided. We've always done some videos in the last couple of years. We we sort of took a break. Uh, life gets at everybody there, so we. We took a break from doing anything hardcore, and now we're we're back better than ever. So we've got some really cool things lined up for this fall that that I think, you know, outside of this podcast, I think that uh, people are really gonna love and really want to follow. So, I mean, they just if if people like this podcast, oh my soul, I can't wait till <laughs> till they see our our guide life series and. <laughs> Holy shit! It'd be gloves off. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, yeah. Count me in if you guys, uh, yeah. Count me in this fall, man. I'm, I'm super stoked to see that. Yeah. Super, super stoked. Part of it too. Absolutely. Well, good, man. Thanks again, David. And uh, before we go, uh, where's the best spot for people to to reach you? Facebook, Instagram. Well, probably Facebook, Instagram. I, I listen, if I gave up my phone number, people would be like, I, <laughs> yeah. I would never a, a breath. But yeah. yeah, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, I, I don't think I can take any more friends, but people can follow me, and uh, if we start a conversation, um, I'm super happy to, uh, to, to, to I, listen, I probably do 10 a week at least, um, and after podcasts and after lives that I do with people, sometimes that's a day, um, but I, I'm super happy to do it. That's part of my job is to to help people kind of, navigate because it's a really like uh ryan was saying or west was saying it's a huge line and you can get very intimidated and super confused if you overthink it yes it's um, very so, overwhelming <laughs> yeah no it let's... can be overwhelming so uh, let's let's um let's uh try to just demystify it and i'll just basically tell you okay you're gonna do this all right buy this and and that's it you know you can look at all these other things but this this is probably what you want to do so yeah 
Instagram, I'm Bishguide, B-I-S-H-G-U-I-D-E, Bishguide on Instagram, and David Bishop, uh, Castopedia St. Jules, Quebec, uh, on, on Facebook. Awesome, man. Awesome. And it, and everybody that's listening, anytime that you share any of our content, we really appreciate it. Um, like, follow, subscribe, leave a rating and review for our podcast. That really goes a long way, and we really just yeah. love and appreciate everybody's support of what we're doing here. So, yeah. Again, else? thanks for the voice. Oh, yeah. we appreciate it. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks, Dave. All right. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.